On today's episode of Locked on Pirates, there's absolutely no hiding the fact that Austin Hedges is a placeholder for what eventually will be a very bright future at the catcher position for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And we already know the two names that are going to be fighting for that position, but which will ultimately end up being the future backstop of the Pittsburgh Pirates. All of that and more here on today's episode of Locked on Pirates, where it is your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates, every single day. And let's get right into it. You are Locked on Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to that Pirates podcast, everybody. I am Ethan Smith, host of the Lockdown Pirates podcast, where it is your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates, every single day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Of course, we are covering everything we still need to know about the 2023 Pittsburgh Pirates here on the 2023 season preview series. And today we are focusing on the catcher position. Tomorrow will be... Tomorrow will be uh, first base, talking a little bit about Carlos Santana, G-Man Choi, and the future at that position. And then on Friday, we're going to talk about Rodolfo Castro and all of the middle infielders outside of O'Neill Cruz that can make an impact basically on how things are going to go in the middle infield. But on today's show, let's go ahead and talk about what the Pirates have at their disposal at this current moment at the catcher position. We already know they signed Austin Hedges, who we're going to talk about here in just a moment, in free agency this year, a move that got a lot of scrutiny on social media for some of the right reasons and some of the wrong reasons, but we'll get into that shortly. And then, of course, we know about Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis, two top 10 catchers at their positions in the prospect pipelines. Those guys are the future at the catcher position, but one of them is probably going to have to move eventually. So when will one of those guys move? Where could they move? How's that going to all work? Again, as I hinted at when we were talking at the beginning, Austin Hedges was signed to the Pittsburgh Pirates in free agency this year from the Cleveland Guardians formerly of the San Diego Padres before that. And all you have to do if you go on his baseball reference page, as I have sitting over here next to me on my left, a lot of people that aren't going to deep dive into it are just going to look at his batting average, which on his career, I mean, there's no hiding the fact that Austin Hedges is just not that great of a hitter at all. Never truly was. Uh, He's a career 189 batting average guy, uh, over 1,812 at-bats. He has a career war of 0.0, so he's good enough to not hurt your team and bad enough not to help your team. Um, Seven home runs last year, 66 home runs on his career. So he does have some power that you're going to have to look out for, especially when he was in San Diego from 2017 to 2019, where he had double-digit home run totals in all of those seasons, uh, 18, 14, and 11, respectively. But since then, the COVID season didn't treat him too well at all, uh, 230, uh, 145 batting average, and he has not eclipsed above the Mendoza line since 2018 when he had a career-best 231 batting average. If we're talking about last year, he slashed 163, 241, 248, and 489. You're not 
picking up Austin Hedges for offensive prowess. You're not picking him up to bring really anything of note to this offense at all. That That's out of the cards when you're talking about Austin Hedges. You're bringing him in mainly to be a placeholder for Andy Rodriguez or Henry Davis, which we'll talk about more later on which one of those guys has a better chance to come up this year. You're bringing him in, though, to help these young pitchers that you have available at your disposal right now, especially with all the new acquisitions in the bullpen and the starting rotation. Also, you want to have those guys comfortable with a catcher they know they can trust behind the plate, much like they did with Jacob Stallings before he was traded to the Miami Marlins. And we all know since Jacob Stallings was moved to the Miami Marlins in that trade that has kind of not lived up to the hype with the Zach Thompson move, this catcher position has been a mess and Austin hedges at the beginning of the 2023 season is going to try to bring some consistency to that position, at least defensively. I mean, you're talking about one of the best defensive catchers in all of baseball consistently at the top of the defensive run save category of that position. That's what he's here for. He's here to help the Mitch Kellers of the world and the Rowanzi Contreras of the world and the JT Brubakers of the world. Of course, as I mentioned on the last two season preview series episodes, which you guys did numbers on, I really enjoyed all of the um, interactions you guys had with those episodes. You brought in a lot of new guys. You brought in Rich Hill. You brought in Vince Velasquez. You brought in Jarlin Garcia. You brought in Jose Hernandez. You're going to eventually bring in guys that you have in the system waiting in the wings, like Luis Ortiz, who we got a taste of last year, uh, Johan Oviedo, Cody Bolton, Carmen Majinski. Uh, you're looking at, I mean, a lot of different guys. I mean, the Pirates have a ton of depth pitching-wise right now that they need to get looks at, and what better guy to have behind the backstop defensively than Austin Hedges, a guy that's going to give them, no doubt, the confidence that they need to be very, very strong at the position, and that's something that I think he will definitely do, much like we were hoping Roberto Perez was going to do last year before his uh, injury sidelined him for the remainder of the season, and I think that's where a lot of people's biggest question comes in with this at this point is you do have a guy in Austin Hedges who is no doubt going to give you defensive prowess, but you do want to have some kind of offensive stuff going on behind the backstop. And one of the biggest questions I've had all offseason that I'm sure a lot of you have had all offseason is at what point do the Pirates commit to who their backup catch is going to be? Tyler Heineman, of course, is still on the rock roster, but he's not on the 26 already man roster. So he's not a guy at this current moment that we could say is definitely going to be the backup cure. They could still potentially go out and sign a guy once uh, the 60 day IL window opens. Of course, Max Cranick will probably end up starting on that after his Tommy John surgery. So maybe the Pirates use that a little bit to go get a backup catcher. Maybe they bring back Roberto Perez, which at this point with Austin Hedges, I wouldn't actually want to happen just because I would like my backup catcher to at least have some offensive ability behind the backstop when you're getting absolutely none really from Austin Hedges. And I don't know. It's It's been one of the questions that I thought the Pirates were going to address very quickly. Uh, they did address the starting catcher position with Austin Hedges pretty quickly, but they didn't really address the backup need. And obviously, if we all watch baseball, you know you need a backup catcher. Catchers, unless they're the top of the class, like JT Real Muto or those guys like Gary Sanchez a couple of years ago who were uh, playing 145 games, 
that doesn't happen very often. You usually do end up needing a guy that's going to catch about 40 games, maybe even 50 games for you as a backup uh, catcher behind the backstop. It's one of those things that I'm sure the Pirates will figure out in spring. Of course, pitchers and catchers report next week. So this episode will definitely probably be revisited after the 2023 season preview series to kind of see where the catcher position is sitting heading into spring training, which may I add is only three weeks away. So I'm very, very excited for that as well. Um, But when you're talking about Hedges, I just think the expectations for him we all know what he is. He's a placeholder. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I think he has the chance to be one of the better defensive catchers in baseball, as he usually is year in and year out. Uh, he'll probably hit around that 189 career batting average number. Of course, earlier in the season, it'll be a little more amplified due to the less amount of at-bats. But we'll kind of see where it goes with him. Um, I My plan of action, which I'll also get into a little bit more depending on who the Pirates decide to bring up eventually between Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis, is to have Austin Hedges be the backup. I would like him to teach one of those guys and kind of train them up to be not only a good offensive catcher, which we know they have the hit tools to be a good offensive player no matter where they are on the diamond, versus where you see a guy like Austin Hedges who could be a very good mentor to one of those guys. But we'll dive into that a little bit more here in segment two. But before we get into that, I want to thank you guys, of course, for tuning into the Locked on Pirates podcast, as you always do. We are going to five days a week next week. So be on the lookout for that as the season preview series will be coming to a close around that point. Also, starting on February 20th, Gary Morgan will be returning to the Locked On Pirates podcast on Monday. So you guys are getting your long-awaited stay from Gary from the Bucks in the Basement podcast and many other things that he does in Pittsburgh. But there is something very important going on this Sunday that you might want to use FanDuel for. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment here at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for LockedOn because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. And this year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Download FanDuel. Uh, FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to uh, point spreads to who will score a touchdown and if we're talking baseball they let you bet on the win total for the Pittsburgh Pirates and I've told you guys the last couple episodes since FanDuel has been a sponsor to go ahead and smash the over on the Pirates win total of 68 and a half. I think they're going to blow through that and win 70 plus games this year. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you get paid for your winnings instantly. So feel free of course to let me know what you guys love about the FanDuel app because it's a super easy to use app. The interface is absolutely phenomenal and it's great to use for everybody from the casual better to making lots of money so feel so join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57 that's FanDuel.com slash locked on and make every moment more with FanDuel the official sports partner of the NFL and the locked on Pirates podcast of course by the way we're going to get into prospect talk with here with Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis and I think the one big question is who is going to end up being the catcher of the future at the position for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, locked on MLB prospects host Lindsey Crosby from the airport, may I add. So thank you for fitting us in here with you, Lindsey. 
added his thoughts about Henry Davis and Eddie Rodriguez. Hey, y'all. I'm Lindsey Crosby, host of Walking Henry Prospects, here to answer Ethan's question about Eddie Rodriguez versus Henry Davis as the uh, catcher of the future for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Fun fact, I'm actually at the Atlanta airport right now heading down to Tampa uh, so I can catch up, catch a couple teams, including the Pittsburgh Pirates for spring training. Uh, so when you're looking, trying to compare these two catchers, my preference is to make Indy Rodriguez the catcher of the future. When you look at these two guys defensively, because catcher is a position where you're willing to sacrifice some offense for defense. Indy Rodriguez is a lot closer to being an average defender than Henry Davis is. Davis has the plus arm, yes, but he's very stiff behind the plate. And even that arm has some accuracy issues. Uh, and then with the below average speed, it feels like you're going to end up the best case scenario is him working out as a right fielder or maybe at first base. Whereas uh, Andy Rodriguez, a little bit better athleticism and then is farther along in the blocking, in the receiving, and then in the game calling department as well. Offensively, both of these guys have fantastic power. I'd give Andy Rodriguez 60 power, uh, where Davis, a little bit better at 65, but offensively, the hit tool for Indy Rodriguez is much better. Henry Davis still struggles with swing and miss, and a lot of that is on breaking pitches down the way he chases, as well as fastballs up in the zone. Andy Rodriguez doesn't necessarily have the highest exit velocity, a little more modest, but very good swing decisions. And so both offensively and defensively, he is farther along right now than Henry Davis, despite Davis's ceiling being a little bit higher. Remember, your power tool is only as good as your hit tool. So if we're trying to figure out which one should be the catcher of the future, to me, it's Andy Rodriguez. You're looking at Henry Davis as either a first baseman or a catcher. Either way, it's a great problem to have, to have two top 10 catching prospects uh, in the same system and have to figure out. Because remember, depth will always work itself out. But if you give me, you know, if you promise me that everything's going to work out and I can pick either guy, I'm taking Indy as the catcher and Henry Davis at first base or right field. Check out Locked on Movie Prospects for more all about the Pittsburgh Pirates system and all of the rest of these systems as we get into spring training. Thank you a lot for that, Lindsay. Of course, Lindsay Crosby, the host of the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast. Please go check that out. He does really phenomenal work over there. He's done some really good things with the Pittsburgh Pirates system. One of our biggest episode numbers on YouTube was actually with Lindsey Crosby as well. And I agree with his sentiment. Um, mostly, uh, I do think Andy Rodriguez is going to be the future catcher of the Pittsburgh Pirates for the foreseeable future, at least. Purely because I think he's going to probably come up first. Uh, I think he's more ready than Henry, uh, Henry Davis. And one of the things I think a lot of us tend to forget is that Henry Davis was a first round pick from 2020. So he's not three or four years down the line. So there's a lot to dive into the Henry Davis thing, but we're going to go to Andy Rodriguez first. Uh, I agree with what he says about the speed tool and the hit tool. Andy Rodriguez, of course, not only one of the better catchers in those uh, minor league systems last year, all throughout minor league baseball, but one of the best players, which we saw on MLB Network over the offseason, that he was named to the MLB uh, MILB first team from MLB Network as the catcher. But we've also seen Andy Rodriguez play other positions. We've seen him play second base. We've seen him play in the outfield. We've seen him move around a lot more than we've seen Henry Davis move around. Around. But 
that's a precursor to the idea that they want to see everything they can get from Andy Rodriguez because he is a guy who has a lot of athleticism. He's a pretty quick dude. He has quick reflexes behind the plate as far as blocking and receiving goes. You heard Lindsay mentioned that he's very, very quick with his arm. He's very good with his power tool. He has a very good hit tool as well. And that's something that I really like that Lindsay brought up is I love when people get stuck on power tools. And I think this is something that I'll even admit fall to with Mason Martin in 2021 that I got stuck on a lot was his power tool was crazy. He was hitting home runs. He was doing all that, but his swing and miss rate was terrible. And his hit tool was not that great either. Your power tool can't be that great unless you have a good hit tool. It's kind of like a quarterback in the NFL saying, oh, he has the strongest arm in the world, but he has absolutely no accuracy to go with it. The two go hand in hand. You have to have a good hit tool. You have to make contact with the baseball to eventually allow that 70 or 80 power tool to take effect. And that's where we're going to get into stuff like that. And the next uh, season preview series episode with Malcolm Nunez, who a lot of people are viewing as the potential future at first base. But when it comes to Endy, I do think that he comes up first. I, so we'll t- that's why I'm talking about him first. He has the potential to be a phenomenal player no matter where he plays. I mean, just based off of his athleticism alone, his stature, his build, I mean, you're looking at a guy that could play second base. He could play the outfield. If he really wanted to, he could play first base. Now, I don't think that's in the cards for Andy Rodriguez because of his athleticism. But one thing that, as I mentioned earlier with Gary coming back on Mondays, what's the one thing that we all know about this Pittsburgh Pirates team, especially a team that is not going to go out there and spend a crap load of money on hitters, which never really happens with these like low market teams anyway they need guys that are going to hit the baseball and if you're hitting the baseball you're going to play we saw that with uh Rodolfo Castro last year you saw that with guys like Jack Sawinski who was hitting double digit home runs last year and uh even Diego Castillo at parts of the year was uh doing very well and you saw once you did that you were playing you were going to play in the lineup somewhere and they were going to fit you in somewhere and that's where I think Andy Rodriguez will fit in if I had to guess when he comes up, uh, we all know that he's probably going to start the season in AAA and Davis will probably start the season in AA. That's what my big prediction is for that. I think that you'll see Hedges and a backup catcher start at the MLB level. You'll see Andy Rodriguez and Jamie Ritchie. I don't even know if Jamie Ritchie is still in the roster, so that may be ignorant of me to even say that. Um, but Andy Rodriguez will obviously start at AAA and Davis will start at AA, I think, so that they don't take into their um, – their ABs that much. So, or you even could mess with the idea of having any Rodriguez, a catcher Davis at first base. And I think that's ultimately what will end up happening with these two and Andy Rodriguez. I would expect him to come up pre trade deadline, but very close. Like I'm talking like the middle of July, like post all-star break in between the, uh, like in between after the all-star break and before the trade deadline. That's what I would expect from the Pirates in terms of their thought process because we know that they're going to use service time manipulation as a tactic. They did it last year with O'Neill Cruz. It tells me nothing that they're not going to do it with Andy Rodriguez as well. I fully expect them to do that. But when you look at it at brass tacks, we know that when Andy gets here, he's probably going to be the starting catcher. He's better than Austin Hedges is, in my opinion. Now, it's just a matter of can he show them in 2023 the same level, if not better production, 
of what he showed in 2022. That's really what you're looking for is can he maintain that phenomenal production he had in 2022 in 2023 at the AAA level for a couple of months and then come up to the MLB level and make a real impact on this team. We'll talk a little bit more about Henry Davis here in just a moment, but I do want to let you guys know uh, that Locked on MLB Prospects is also, again, a phenomenal podcast to go check out here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Lindsay is covering all of the baseball stars of tomorrow. He's going deep dive into the systems. I believe his episode today was on the San Diego Padres. So if you want to kind of take a look at other systems and how they stack up to the Pittsburgh Pirates system, which is highly ranked among major uh, Major League Baseball, make sure you go check out Lindsay Crosby. Thank you guys also for tuning into today's episode as well. And Henry Davis Lindsay said some interesting things about Henry Davis that I agree with and don't agree with. Um, as far as agreeing with, he does have bad swing and miss. He does have that. Uh, we did get to see Davis in the Arizona Fall League this year. Uh, he did get 50 at-bats and 69 plate appearances, 260, 435, 440, 875 OPS. Uh, of course, we know in the SEL was where he really, really showed up with a 429. He, he struggled a little bit in terms of the swing and miss. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll admit that. But as far as hitting the baseball goes, he's done fine. I mean, you're looking at a guy uh, that minor league career-wise, I believe he's in the 270 to 280 range as far as batting average goes. Um, 264, or uh, 269, so I was close, but... 13 home runs, 49 RBIs, 10 stolen bases, 889 OPS, and 238 at-bats in his career. He has dealt with injuries as well. Let's also remember that. He is 23. So when Davis was drafted out of Louisville, a lot of people were thrown off by it because it was a draft that featured the likes of Marcelo Meyer and um, other top shortstops. And a lot of people thought the Pirates were just going to opt and do that. They were going to take that they decide to go Davis under slot and he's a very good hitter was at Louisville he's going to be a fine hitter at the major league level I have no doubt in it he fixes the swing and miss uses the power tool and the hit tool that he has I think he'll be fine where I do disagree with Lindsay is I don't think Davis would move to right field I don't think he has enough of uh, athletic ability to do so albeit of course right field doesn't need to have the most athletic ability in the world, either corner outfield spot, really. I mean, you see Jordan Alvarez, although he's an athletic freak in terms of hitting the baseball, not exactly the fastest guy in the world, but he plays left field and DHs for the uh, Houston Astros. Um, I, I do agree, though, that if you are going to have these two in tandem and everything works out, you're going to have Andy Rodriguez at the catcher spot. You're going to sign a backup catcher or keep Austin Hedges around, depending on what your plan is at the position for the future post Andy Rodriguez, which they won't be thinking about that for a very long time. Let's just worry about him debuting first. And Davis, I think, would be fine at first base. Obviously, he's a catcher that was drafted number one overall, so he has to have some kind of defensive ability behind the backstop. It's just a matter of, is it better than Andy Rodriguez's defensive ability? And I don't think so. And that's no knock at all, because if you're a catcher, you have to have a pretty good defensive uh, like defensive mind. I mean, you have to know how to catch a ball when it's coming at you at 99 mile an hour. So I definitely could see Henry Davis moving to first base. I think that's in the cards for him. That's something 
something that I think would be fruitful for Henry Davis. And that's something that we'll talk about more on Monday uh, on tomorrow's episode about first base is everybody's coining Malcolm Nunez, the future at first base post Carlos Santana and G man Choi. But if they decide to move Henry Davis over there, I think we very much value Henry Davis over Malcolm Nunez at this current moment in time. I mean, Henry Davis, you invested the number one overall pick in him. It was not some middle first round guy that you went under slot on. You invested your first overall pick on this guy, not really because of his position. And if they do decide to have Henry Davis be a catcher for his career, he'll have a fine career. I'm not, and that's where I want, I don't want this to sound like I'm showing discourse to Henry Davis at all. He's a very phenomenal catcher. It's just very hard for me to wrap my head around the idea that if these two guys both being top 10 catching prospects in the system were to platoon at that spot, I don't think that makes the team better. You move one of them to first base where they can get at bats every single day or move one of them to the outfield, as Lindsey hinted to. And then you're working with house money if everything works out. I mean, because you're working with two guys that have phenomenal hit tools. I mean, Davis hitting, if Davis was to come up as a first baseman or a catcher and hit 269 with 13 home runs and 49 RBIs with an 889 OPS in a full rookie season, which would more than likely be next year in 2024, I would be perfectly fine with that. <laughs> If Andy Rodriguez hits at what he was hitting at the minor league level last year at the catcher position in, a, in whatever stint he has, dude, the Pirates are playing with house money. I mean, they could do whatever they want with those guys. And thankfully, due to the idea that the NL finally decided to add the DH uh, last year, maybe one of these guys is your, uh, your future DH of the future. There's no issue there either. So to conclude with Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis, one of them is going to be your catcher of the future. We know that. That is a known fact. It's just which one is it going to be? I prefer Andy Rodriguez. Lindsey Crosby prefers Andy Rodriguez. Some people may prefer Henry Davis. Either way, I think at least in the catcher position, it's going to work out for him. Then you take the next steps of, do we put Davis at first? Do we put Endy at second? Do we put Davis in right field? Do we put Rodriguez in right field? Do we have one of them DH? Do we have one of them just be a full-time DH and then catch in between days for the other? I mean, all of this may sound like a lot and sound confusing in terms of where these two could go in their career arcs, but we haven't even see them, seen them debut yet at the major league level. And there's already this much hype and this much positive thinking about what the Pirates can do about both of them. And since Jacob Stallings left, the catcher position has been inconsistent as hell. Now they can find some consistency in that spot, starting with Austin Hedges defensively, bringing up Andy Rodriguez around June or July, letting him get his ABs in, let him start a catcher, do his whole thing, or move around the diamond, whatever they want to do. And then Davis comes up later, and you figure it all out. But it's, it's like Lindsay said, and like I'll say to you right now, it's a great problem to have because it's a problem the Pirates haven't had in quite some time. Hit me on Twitter at MVP Ethan or at Locked On Pirates. Let me know. 
who you think the catcher of the future should be, Henry Davis or Andy Rodriguez, or even both. Maybe they do. you do see them platooning them both. Let me know on Twitter. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this 2023 season preview series catcher episode today. Thank you so much for tuning into the Locked on Pirates podcast, as you always do here on the Locked on uh, Podcast Network, where it is your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates, every single day. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I will see you on the flip side.